Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop-off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to find the easiest and best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code, POD, that's P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD. That's Stamps.com, promo code POD. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. This weekend at the box office is Marvel's reign at the top spot of the charts, Eternal. For these two past weekends it was, plus a certain Big Red Dog had a medium-sized debut. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this the 175th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and say what we think they mean. For the industry at large, I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah, and I got a pitch for you. Real quick one. Uh, you know, you mentioned Clifford. Medium-sized debut. Could have been bigger. What if they spice it up? Instead of a dog, what if it was about sort of like a big pig? Big pig. Clifford the Big Red Hog. I see. And you think that would make more money? I do. Significantly. Pigs. <laughs> Famous box office. <laughs> Babe was big enough for Babe 2. Uh, there was also that Nicolas Cage movie recently called Pig, which did not make money and is sort of the exception that proves the rule, I find. You're missing a big pig-themed <laughs> flick, too. Uh, Okja? No. No, hang on. That is a big pig-themed flick. <laughs> Charlotte's Web? Yes. Okay. That's what I was thinking. All right. Um, See, that's more like a spider movie akin to arachnophobia in my mind. It's about the pig, though. Yeah, but it's not called the pig's web. Wilbur. Okay. <laughs> Just saying, titles are important. Title, whoever's in the title, that's the main character of the movie, according to Noah. I, yeah, I, I, I got my stuff. I got, for instance, The Eternals is about the Eternals. Uh, what's the title of the movie? Eternals, excuse me. You know. Eternals is about Eternals. Not the Eternals, any Eternals. Okay, I'm going to think of a bunch of these while you're doing your top five. All right, well, my top five is Eternals. Uh, I picked from the Eternals that we saw in the film, but it was a... It could have been any Eternals, I suppose. Uh, Number five, and I, uh, looking at these names, I did prepare this for uh, the theoretical opening weekend of Eternals, and I I knew the names better then. Uh, A few of them are a little sketchy now. But Thena comes in at number five. I remember Thena. That's Angelina Jolie. Uh, sort of spends a uh, spends a good portion of the movie 
on the sidelines, not living up to her full, full potential. Mm-hmm. But I'm given the full impression that her full potential was quite great. Uh, she's They named the goddess Athena after her, and she seems like a really cool warrior, and uh, I'd like to have her on my side. Number four is Makari, who I believe was the speedster, the, uh, the deaf eternal, who I thought was a... Uh, you know, it's, it's the fast superheroes I always think are very cool. Not necessarily always uh, well represented on screen. You know, the... Uh, not the Flash, but the other guy. Uh, Quicksilver in uh, in the X-Men movies has sort of those those cool gimmick scenes, but by and large doesn't, doesn't make a lot of use of his powers. Uh, I thought uh, Makari in the big fight scene at the end showed herself really well. Uh, and uh, was just a great a great speedster hero. Number three is Fastos, who is Brian Tyree Henry as the uh, Tech Eternal, whose power just seemed like he was really smart. I think he's a builder. Yeah, I, uh, I guess maybe he just has like a super engineering mind. Uh, this is mostly just on the uh, the back of the charisma of Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, uh, I uh, like him a lot, and I am uh, happy to see him in films. Number two is Druig. Played by uh, Barry... Keegan. I'm not sure. Is it Keegan? I say Keegan. Uh, let's go with Keegan. Until I hear different. Yeah. Uh, Barry Keegan, the uh, Irish Eternal, uh, who was uh, the, the mind controller, the first, uh, the first one to think, hey, maybe, uh, maybe things here on Earth are a little, uh, a little screwy. Maybe I should, I should go my own way. Uh, and I, just, I found his, uh, his performance and sort of uh, demeanor... Very interesting, and uh, I'm really fond of the actor. Uh, and number one is Gilgamesh, the uh, fighter who did not get his uh, his powers sidelined. He uh, was just a sort of a fist fighter. He made magical fists and fought with them. Uh, they did a great job of giving his punches weight and just really making me believe, like, this is the baddest motherfucker they've got. Uh, and I thought he was really cool. Gilgamesh at number one. The Big Lebowski. Waiting okay. for Guffman. Waiting for Godot, even. Sure. I wasn't entirely sure on that, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I think uh, much like Waiting for Guffman, Godot does not really factor in. Do you have an actual top five? Yes, uh, I do, and it's for the correct weekend this time. Uh, number one was Eternals. In its second weekend, it made $26.8 million. It's a 62.3% drop. It has a total of $118.1 million. Clifford the Big Red Dog opened at number two with 16.6. Might have made 17 if it was about a big red hog. Dune came in at number three with five and a half. It was a 28.8% drop. That is up to $93.1 million. No Time to Die comes in at number four with four and a half. Another small, 24.9% drop that is up to $150 million. And Venom Let There Be Carnage came in at number 5 with 3.9. It's a 12.2% drop. That is over $200 million. It's at 202.6. I've been thinking, I've thought about this a while, I haven't said on the podcast, but the title Venom Let There Be Carnage, he really did. Yeah. Though, you you could argue that uh, Eddie Brock let there be carnage, because Venom... Really wanted to be out there cleaning up the streets and eating That's true. dudes. That's true. Eddie said no. <laughs> Much like Billy Zane, apparently. <laughs> All 
Our feature presentation is the Eternals, the group of people. Okay. In the movie. Listen, Eternals. I I got chided minutes ago, and now. To be fair, I was gonna say the Eternal second weekend, but I stopped because I realized how that sounded. <laughs> Uh, made 27.5, as you said, 61% drop, 118 total. Not the disaster it could have been, but for a big tentpole that's divisive, it's good enough. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which opened to a similar $75 million in July 2018. The first MCU movie post-Infinity War dropped 62%, albeit with a much higher total that had 133. But that can be attributed to those summer weekdays that that had. That 61% is... The eternal. The Eternals 61% is smaller than Black Widow's 68% from this past July, and Eternals actually grossed more on its second weekend than Black Widow, although Widow did have the larger two-week total because, again, summer. More people see movies during the week. Uh, Eternals two-week total, it's... I wrote, it's great. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's I, I, stupid. I, I probably meant to say it's not great. And next week provides some major competition with King Richard, which could slash hopefully be a genuine sleeper hit. And whatever the fuck is going to happen with Ghostbusters Afterlife, the film still has a chance that a face saving can blame most of it on the pandemic, 150 million plus total, which would still make it the second lowest grossing MCU film if we're even counting Incredible Hulk, and the lowest since Captain America the First Avenger 10 years ago, which made about 175. The good news is that the film will crack 300 million worldwide this week and should creep close to, if not over, 400, which is all things considered fine. The MCU will also be fine, and the Eternals property should be fine. I wrote fine a lot in the last few minutes. Might I suggest putting a few of these guys as supporting characters in more established theatrical... Theatrical, not shows. Are they going to pop up in shows? No, so. but I just think that that would be the place. Like, well, we should get them ground. Let's go yeah. to the shows. No, no, no. You need to get where more people see them. Yeah, give them the, uh, the Black Widow and Hulk treatment. Correct. From, yeah. I suggest you put a few of them in more established theatrical properties and then Crafting Eternals 2 to be the first film they release post-Avengers 5. Okay. Make it feel essential coming off of a big boom. Sure. Um... And, uh, yeah, also opening this weekend, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Do you have something? Uh, yeah, just uh, on the Eternals front, what I something that just now occurred to me is, you know, when, when Black Widow and really uh, Shang-Chi all, both came out, uh, it was really hard to gauge how they did because, you know, the pandemic, the state of the world, everything's in flux. Right. Uh, you know, we are, we are fully post-Avengers, so we don't even know what the MCU is supposed to look like anyway. I. Uh, so it was kind. Of, it was kind of a mystery. Like, are these movies? Are they hits? Are they pandemic relative hits? Are the did they underperform? Uh, we had no way of knowing. Now we kind of do. Even with the pandemic out there, we have a new MCU baseline. We've gotten three of them this year. Three of them in. And I meant to. I was going to mention this last week if we had done a podcast. But three of them in August, September, October, four months. Black Widow only four months ago? July. Good lord. Uh, July was the seventh month from the 11th. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now now we can see, we, we, we do have kind of a sense that Eternals is, is, you know, not pretty much what you said. Like, not a disaster, but like, not good. Not really good, certainly. I. Uh, just based on like, Black Black Widow was fine. Mm-hmm. 
Shang-Chi was great, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I, I, that's, just very, that's just very interesting to me that we, ha- we have a baseline now, yeah. even in the pandemic, where we've been reaching without a paddle for all of these things. This one, this one, we don't have to. We, we know, we know more certainly than before. Yeah, there's just more that, things like, taken into account. It's okay. There's more, you know, it's more of an unknown property. It's a harder sell than Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the reviews, nor the buzz. And it doesn't have the it factor, which they built that buzz around the first, you know, a- a- Asian-American superhero. Um, and, again, just the third Marvel movie in four months yeah. is a hard thing to back. So, um, this is fine. The, everything will be fine. If it gets to 150, I think we can all wipe our brow. That means that, because that, that's a decent, that used to be a decent benchmark for movies. Sure. But it's a solid just number, 150. So if we can keep everything above 155. But it's going to be a tough road. We'll see what happens Yeah. next week. we got some big uh, competition for it. Also opening this weekend, Clifford the Big Red Dog made $16 million over the weekend, 22 since opening on Wednesday. Wow, this is relatively big. For a film that was supposed to be released in September and then pulled from the release schedule with rumors swirling that Paramount was about to dump it on Paramount+. Plus. This is pretty damn good. The film was, in fact, released on Paramount Plus on Wednesday, where I'm sure it had significant for that service viewers. But I'd argue that this is a best-case scenario regardless. If this Clifford movie, this one, opened on this weekend in 2017 and got this result, I think we'd all be fine with that, too. The film costs a bit much for my liking, $64 million. Big dogs or big red dogs are pretty expensive, I guess. Sure. But with the holidays coming up, and Kanto notwithstanding, because that could play really well, this should play well into the holidays. So she has a second family option. Yeah. As an aside, uh, while this is relatively big, is in fact what they say about Clifford when they wake up and he's giant now. Sure, this is, I don't think it's a little more than relatively big. <laughs> well, that's, 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 it's a joke. They, uh, they undersell it. <laughs> it opened Clifford the Burger Dog opened higher than Boss Baby 2 Family Business. Tom and Jerry, granted that was a completely different marketplace back in late February 2021. Mm. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, and more than Paw Patrol the movie opened. With Legs, a sequel in a healthy marketplace might have a chance. Advice, center the next one around Christmas and open it as a family-friendly second option to an Avatar sequel. It's not exactly apples and oranges, but uh, um, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore had a real good success being the second option... There you go. When those movies were coming out. So, other alternative go. options uh, make the next one about a big red hog. No, I, I still don't it think... could snort. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. It's like a really loud snort. Well, you're real easy to please. <laughs> like, what if it was like in like a city, and it just went, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Whoa, that was loud!" Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. It could bark. I hadn't even thought about it being in a city. It could just in the Matrix white void. Just yeah. a giant red hog. What do we need? Snorting. No other people around it. Just a hog like the fucking pig in Simpsons movie. A little cross-eyed. And just... And then, and then good for racks of guns. <laughs> no, 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 no. You didn't picture anything around it. You just had one image in your head, and it was a giant pig just standing still. But yes, um, Belfast opened this weekend. Uh, Kenneth Branagh's Oscar hopeful made one point eight million. What place did that land in? Uh, seventh. 
580 theaters, a 3,000 theater average. Very solid opening. What could be a, a bit of a run. That one could uh, make some money. In its second weekend, Spencer landed in... In ninth place. Ninth place. Made $1.5 million, t- down 28.3%, a total of 4.7. It's an okay hold. The, the film added theaters, so Neon was arguably hoping the gross would go up. Anything close to over $10 million this winter has to be considered a win for movies of Spencer's ilk. Sure. You just have to have a blanket statement. Movies like this, if they make over ten, we're good. Hell, Jackie only made thirty thirteen million. And that was in normal times. Yeah, it probably won't clear ten unless Neon expands the film again after Oscar nominations, which it'll probably do if it picks them up. In our spotlights, No Time to Die uh, crossed one hundred and fifty here domestic, um, had a tiny drop of twenty four point nine, as you said, and more impressively. Has crossed 700 million worldwide. This movie is a behemoth. That brand is as strong as ever in other countries. It is the highest grossing film to make um, like 150 million. It's, it's like it, it, it's made the most worldwide and grossed the less domestic, if that makes okay. sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Uh, which is great. It's the second film of the pandemic to make over 700. The other one. I uh, hang on, hang on. It's right there, uh, but it's left me because I'm a uh, blank-brained man. Uh, ooh, this is really going to annoy me when I tell you yeah, that I can't all... think of it. But for the sake of our audience, I will tell you that I can't think of it just now. F nine, the Fast Saga. Motherfuck. Of course. Which has seven twenty one. No time to die. We'll pass it in the coming weeks to become the biggest movie of the pandemic so far. Um, so that is still making money. Also in our spotlights, Halloween Kills, way down, just made a, another million dollars this weekend, still playing in about 2,000 theaters. That's a really interesting thing about this time, is these movies would drop theaters, but because there's not a whole lot out there, they're keeping them. Like, for instance, Antlers is still in 1,800 theaters. Now, a movie like Antlers, which has made less than 10 in its third weekend, would probably plummet to make room for new movies that would make money. Um, but uh, Halloween Kills crossed ninety million dollars domestic. True, that's down from the one fifty of the first one. Let me find out for you guys. The first one cost one fifty. You said no, no, no. It's down. No, this one made ninety. Oh, made one fifty. And it I made see. 159 domestic. So it's down from the 150, 160 of the first one. But worldwide, it crossed 130, cost $20 million. Perfect. So still making money. And also nobody expected, especially in a pandemic, for it to get anywhere near the first uh, film of this uh, trilogy. We'll see what happens in a, hopefully a healthier marketplace, knock on wood, for Halloween Ends, which could get a finale bump. Um, also in the spotlights, The Addams Family 2. Just wanted to point out that we said when that opened to 17, it could crawl uh, to a decent total, and it did. 56 million, 110. I, you know, obviously it costs more, much more than that, but um, family movies have not been doing super well. So this opening to 17 and crawling to 56 domestic counts as a win. And Venom, Let There Be Carnage, continues the tiny, minuscule drops. It crossed $200 million. Eyes up for a second. It's the second movie of the pandemic to cross $200 million. The first 
Uh, Shang-Chi. Correct. Yeah. Venom Let There Be Carnage is the second film to do so. It has 441 worldwide. Um, so just incredibly impressive run for the October movies, basically. All right, you have a new didn't make more or less, at least for, actually just for one week. I... Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right, because time has passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, that's good, because I hadn't yet thought of the next gimmick. I was going to go a different, a different one every week until we uh, returned to the holiday times yeah. and perhaps had a new theme. Uh, so this will just be our, uh, our one weekly. We're going to see how well you know the highest-grossing movies. Uh, because it's time to play everyone's favorite game. Did it make more or less than Finding Dory? Oh, that's exciting. We all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than Finding Dory at the box office for a bonus point. You can tell me what year the movie came out, which I expect will be uh, pretty, pretty easy, easy for you this time around. But we'll see. Are you ready to play? Those those post-2011s to 20, like, 17s are tough. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, Finding Dory, uh, just for our uh, for our listeners, is uh, somewhere in the realm of one of the top grossing movies of all time. Yeah, in my head What's... it's like 460 to 5 something. Yeah. Level 5. And it's, it's, some, it's, somewhere, uh, it's somewhere within the top 30, let's yeah. say, of all time. You're uh, very domestic. Yes, yes I am. Uh, so your first film is Frozen 2. Did that make more or less than Finding Dory? I'm going to say more. It made less, unfortunately. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to pull up this all-time list. I'm sure it did. Uh, let's see. Lifetime grosses here. Uh, yes, it was, it was very close, though. I suppose I shouldn't go over the answers until the end. Lest I give anything away. When did Frozen 2 come out? 2019. It just came out. Correct, it did. Your second film, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. More. That is more. Okay. That one is correct. Uh, 20 came out the year after Force Awakens. So, 2016. Also correct. And your final film, The Dark Knight Rises. Less. Is less, yes. I now think Dory made it into the fives. Uh, Dark Knight Rises 2012. Also correct. Five for six. A uh, outstanding job there. But I did get you on Frozen 2. Uh, Finding Dory, for reference, is the, uh, domestically speaking, 16th highest grossing film of all time. It made $486 mm. million. Dollars. Mm. Frozen 2 made 477 at number 17 all time. Nice. That's very close. Rogue One, 532 yeah, million. Five, yeah. uh, and then The Dark, Dark Knight, Knight Rises is, is. Mid. Mid fours. Yes, 448 down at number 21. Rogue One is number 13. Uh, so, yeah, it was a pretty, uh, pretty good recollection of the tops Thank there. You. Well done. Uh, but now it's come and gone from a theater near you. Are you ready to go back in time? Yeah. Uh, so I had prepared a week uh, for last weekend uh, on our extended hiatus uh, in 2014, where two uh, two movies opened at once, both to good numbers. I decided to check 2014 again 
to see how the follow-up did. The same two movies? No, it's a, another uh, another release that actually opened at number one over both of them in a what I thought was surprisingly high number. Okay. So this is week 46. It is November 14th. My first guess. 2014. Hunger Games Catching Fire. No. Hunger Games Mockingjay 1. No. You're going to want a movie that Hunger would... Ga- Shut up. Hunger Games Mockingjay 2. No. Okay, great. Uh, you're going to want a movie that would uh, surprise me a little more that it opened at number one. Yeah, I thought it was how much it opened to. Okay. I mean, yeah. It, okay. It's both. What would you think Hunger Games 2 opened to? Oh, Lord. I... Uh, Eighty million dollars. Okay. How much do you think the first Hunger Games opened to? Uh, I don't know. I think eighty's wrong. I... No, I just want to know. I'm because I'm going to say whether you're right on the first one, and then I'm going to say you know. Let's say fifty. Okay. What if I told you the first Hunger Games opened to one hundred and fifty million dollars yeah. in March of twenty twelve? Sure. All right. Well then. Now, what? how much do you think the seat? Knowing that that is. Well, I I know the I know the sequel was like a boom movie, so I'm gonna say two. No, nah, it was it's just like, over. It was like one fifty eight. Okay, fine. It's just over. But still, but se- sequels it, don't sequels don't fact. outperform their huge release uh, oh, yeah. original, oh, yeah. so it's still very impressive. The fact that it nearly matched that it matched it yeah. and went a little over is wild. Right. Yeah. So slightly, that's why I, that's why I was going for Hunger Games. Sure. No. Slightly smaller scale, <laughs> but a movie that very well could have bombed. Four Christmases, no, says so no. Shit, wasn't all right. So what a bombs was not Twilight. It's not um, Interstellar. No, that was one of the weekend before movies, okay. uh, which came in at third this weekend. Did we see this? I did not. I you, don't know if you've seen it. You haven't seen it since this came No. Out. I have not. Why would I see it? Uh, for the interest, I guess. Like, not not in a way that... I don't, I don't know you to be a fan of... Uh, I will point out that this is a sequel. I don't know you to be the fan, a fan of the original. Uh, and I don't expect you would have been excited to see this. But there could have been enough sort of, like, cultural interest that would have drawn you anyway. It's not Divergent. No. It's not Wreck-It Ralph 2. Is it Wreck-It Ralph 2? No. Think funnier. Theoretically. (laughs) Theoretically. (laughs) Burn. Uh, (laughs) Again, haven't seen it. Maybe it's quite good. I suspect it's not. And I think the critical consensus might back me up on that. Daddy's Home 2. No, it's way too late for that. Bad Moms Christmas? No. Bad Moms 2? No. Which is the Christmas one. That's true. They did yeah. take a third. Um, Incidentally, loved the Bad Moms franchise. Put a lot of money in my pocket back in the movie okay. theater bartender days. Yeah. No. You wouldn't like the movies. Probably not. I'm not good. Well, the first one was good. <clears throat> uh, but no other kind of movie drew out... Uh, groups of women on weekday imagine nights. If, imagine if you had been around May 2008. The Sex and the City movie. Oh, sure. I. What do you think the Sex and the City movie opened to? God, I don't know. $60 million. All right. But it All was right. huge. It was yeah. like one of the biggest R-rated openings of all time. 
Think more of a legacy sequel. That's a comedy? Yes. No, should be more. Uh, Alright, so let's upsetting. see. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, this film actually came out on uh, the... Not pr- to the day, probably, but it had been 20 years since the original. Say 20 years. The original came out in 2004. 20 years. 1994? Yes. Big year for comedy, 1994. Why? Well, it's not. Hang on. Miss Doubtfire was 93. Maybe it was 94. I don't know. It's not Mrs. Doubtfire. Rob is, I think, dead at this point. Um, Also, did not produce a sequel. That I I know of. Certainly not a theatrical sequel. Oh, Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Two. Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Fine. Uh, I'm guessing the gross that opened to 36. Exactly right. Yeah. Right on the fucking button. You just know that cold. I knew it was you in just the carry 30s. that around in your think, pocket. I, I knew it was in the 30s. I didn't think it was low, and I knew it wasn't like 39. I didn't. I knew it wasn't like 40. Okay. So I split it. About 36. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, yeah, that was just like that. That came on the heels of Interstellar and Big Hero Six, mm-hmm. both of which opened impressively in their own rights. I, uh, and that like that could have failed. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber Big Two, time. but no, thirty six million number one at the box office. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Jeff Daniels, who knew? Yeah, it was because of him. Yeah, I yeah. uh, this weekend also saw the release of Beyond the Lights, oh, a film I think you watch and enjoy. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, never seen it, but I recognize the title. I uh, what else? Ooh, some limited releases. The limited releases are going to be fun uh, now that we're into August November. I uh, no, we had Rosewater, which uh, you John and I saw Stewart. in theaters. Sure did. Uh, Foxcatcher, mm, which of course former, we saw in theaters. Former John Stewart. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Big, uh, big Daily Show contingent mm-hmm. um, this weekend. That's it. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I was just, I was I was just hoping just, for one more Daily Show. Yeah, fucking Wyatt Sinek shows up in some yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, maybe Ed Corddry. Helms. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all. Just mm-hmm. the two. All right, uh, Noah Damas, you predicted on. July 6th of this year, I made you do a Noah prediction for Clifford the Big Red Dog, which is not usually the kind of scale we're looking for. No. I thought it would be funny. Sometimes. You said that would open to $14 million. Fuck yeah. It opened to 22 over five days, 16 over the weekend. I'm, ta- I'm taking that 16. You can't okay. take it from me. All right. I'll give you the 16. Marking it as green. very exciting I like to get these my past, my past few have been successful yeah we'll see what I think you have you have Ghostbusters at 38 you did that on December 9th mm, I don't like that anymore <laughs> probably 20 million too high I agree <laughs> wow is it over to 18 million dollars that would be a yeah I think that sounds right disaster <laughs> um all right I don't have and any I, reactions to record what. All right, and I'm, I'm telling you, I told you this off mic. I'll put it on the record. Yeah. 
Uh, King Richard will outgross Ghostbusters this weekend. Okay. It's happening. It's on the record. I think King. I think I think King Richard's going to happen. I I think that I think that it really could. I think it's got a lot going for it. Pieces are moving into place here. I think it's going to be one of those things. You know, we did a whole Will Smith retrospective recently. You all might have heard about it. I. and it's just it's been it's been a little while. He's been doing, you know, Suicide Squad and right, uh, yeah, and Bright and the Bird movie and just he's spies in disguise. Yeah, which was surprisingly good, but yeah. uh, you know, not not like a Will Smith film. Right. Uh, been been a little while since he came out and was like, I'm Will Smith and I'm in a fucking movie. It's got a book that just came out called Will. Sure. Uh, and I think this movie will succeed. Well, I hope you're right, because I love Will Smith, and it's, uh, it's a drama. I'd like dramas to succeed at the box office. Sure. Still. Next week, do we begin, have we decided, are we beginning next week, the week before Thanksgiving? We'll have to double-check the uh, double-check the calendar, but we did finalize uh, our times. Okay, well, so. we, we might be, what do you mean? I just, like, we, we know when we're starting, I just don't know it offhand, but okay. it's in the email chain. Well, we might be starting uh, our second season of season screenings. Yes. Uh, next week, if not the week after. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We'll be watching some holiday movies, starting with Thanksgiving, uh, and then watching, doing some other stuff. So keep an eye out for that. Um, recommend a movie for the folks this week slash weekend. All right. This is tough. Uh, we just saw a movie today. I wish I liked it a little more. I... Uh, I am instead going to recommend... I haven't recommended The French Dispatch on air. You have not? I, which I uh, is sort of the reverse. I, uh, I liked noticeably more than you. But I found it uh, quite good. Maybe not among Wes Anderson's best, but uh, still a very enjoyable experience with some real highs. Uh, I'm going to say go see King Richard. Oh, sure. I want to uh, take your family... Go see it. It's supposed to be good. He's supposed to be great, yeah. and the supporting performances be really good. Uh, it certainly might be an Oscar player. A new song by Beyonce. I think it's got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot going for it, and uh, I think uh, it's a good Thanksgiving movie. I think yeah. you should go see it. Plus, I'd like to be right, and for me to be right, you all have to go see the movie. So uh, yes, That's I will correct. pivot to King Richard. That's Make correct. me right. All right, no, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We're on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeServer, D-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. I am being roundly mocked at this time for the cadence with which I speak. Oh, no. And the... Uh, <laughs> Who's doing that? I don't know. Uh, Zool from Ghostbusters, perhaps. There is there is no Brian. I am not Mock. Only, only Zool. I. Yeah. Uh, I'm not Kerry Coon. Yeah. <laughs> only God, Zool. God, that movie's gonna make me mad. We could go see Ghostbusters and then go to see Bug, which is back at Steppenwolf, on the same night. Last time I saw Bug at Steppenwolf, someone sneezed on my fucking head. And you were fine. So that's yeah, but we I'm not rolling those dice again. As soon as she gets naked, we can go. We see your Zool. That was what was what was that January? No, was that February? February, yeah. it was probably early to mid February, twenty twenty. Motherfucker sneezed on my head. It was afterward too. It was during like the Q and A. Yeah, so like the lights were up, yeah. and I just had to sit there for ten minutes listening to this inanity. <laughs> 
before I could go to the bathroom and wash I my head to the dude, best of we, my we knowledge. We thought the cast was going to come out, and it was no, just, it's like just some, some guy. Steppenwolf going, "Let's discuss the themes." You're like, no, yeah, we were there bugs? Like, oh go. God, go. shut up! Or was it the anxiety? Yeah, you know, <laughs> hmm, I don't know, man. Was it the anxiety? Show, good question. Yeah, bugs, great. Yeah, it's a good show. Anyway, currently the Steppenwolf. Plugs, yeah, plugs over. All right, uh, next week. Two big movies, Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, leg- another legacy sequel, and King Richard. Plus, we might be watching a holiday movie. Who's Who to knows? say? Who to find out. This has been What's in the Box Office. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. And until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.